Good morning. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Now, I think it's still up at the, uh, I know it's still up at the Mark and the Interpol Facebook page. I believe also at the KSLX Facebook page. And I'm talking about the Mark and the Interpol Imbibe at 5 happy hour we did on Facebook Live this past Friday at 5 p.m. Yeah, it's it's sort of like what's been going on uh, all around the country. You know, you've been seeing all these bands like Sammy Hagar and, and the Doobie Brothers. And, and and I think Metallica did one as well where they just sort of get together and do like a Zoom conference call and play some music or whatever it is. We just got together and drank with a bunch of listeners. You know, but the critics are raving about it. Are they? It was kind of cool. It was like uh, it was like a more personal version of the show without music. It was it was kind of cool, I, I guess I could say. I don't know. It was oddly entertaining. Oddly, oddly entertaining. entertaining. That's what Rex Reed said from NBC News. <laughs> I'm Rex Reed, and I found it oddly entertaining. The feel-good movie of the summer. It's oddly entertaining oddly according entertaining. to Siskel and Ebert. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. We had uh, we only did it with, uh, there's about a half dozen of us all together. Maybe a half dozen listeners. I think it was. Know, I think there was then, like five, five, yeah, five or six listeners, and then yeah. you and me in yeah. different locations. Because you get more than that on a Zoom thing, and it gets to be a tough thing where everybody's talking over each other and everything like that. Even so. with that few people, I mean, hell, when it's just me and Mark, we talk over each other. So just imagine, <laughs> add five more voices to it. Now we had a gentleman named Brandon who was in North Carolina. He used to live here. Now he lives there. And so it was eight o'clock for him when we started. And it was funny because he, he pops onto the screen and he's got the headset on and the microphone and, you know, coming down from the earpiece in he's front all, of his mouth. All Joe Garagiola on us. Totally. Yeah. And we were very impressed, impressed very much so with his very deep voice. Laura, we still don't have you. Have you? Brandon, I don't there, know I am. there you go. All right. Got it. Brendan, you got audio there? Yes, sir, I do. Wow. I have my imbibe in hand. What's nice. up, Pipes? Yeah. Listen to the Pipes yeah. in that guy. Yeah. Yes, very deep voice. Nice guy from, from North Carolina. Yeah, he, was, he sounded like the guy that does the you make the call. You know, the Dallas Cowboys have first and ten with the ball resting across the midfield stripe. Yep. Alcoa says yeah. you make the call. Yeah, he that guy had a great voice. Or uh, let's see. We also had John on the phone with us, and we were talking for a little bit. We got into talk about Springsteen and Bon Jovi because he was from New Jersey originally. That's right. Uh, yes. John was from New Jersey originally, and we started talking about Springsteen and Bon Jovi, and you were saying, Paul, how, you know, you can be Bon Jovi, but everybody's going to always be more impressed with Springsteen. Um, he's still not Springsteen. Like, everybody will be just like, man. Honestly, I, I like him better than Springsteen. I, I think the talent, the guitar work, you know, they, they're lumped as a hair band, but they're so much better than the hair bands. There's he may have sold more records than Springsteen. Paul, do you know how to eliminate somebody? I'm going to try and axe John here. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted, to, huh? I wanted to get rid of him because yeah. he said he likes Bon Jovi more than Springsteen. And you, what you got was a, a nice little sample of what it's like to do one of those sort of Zoom teleconference things. There's a good four or five minutes spent. Can you hear me? All right. Is it all good? And now, like, uh, I forget. I think it might be Progressive Auto Insurance is doing a spoof <laughs> on those now where they've got Flo and Jamie and, like, four right. other people. And they're doing the same thing. It's basically goofing on what we just did. On Friday. So we're yes. already being mocked for our creativity. It's funny. When you have four people, it sort of looks like the album cover of the Beatles, Let It Be. Ah, uh, yeah. Or Poison's Talk Dirty to Me, depending on how good we look at the time. Yes. Or if you have nine people, of course, it looks like the Brady Bunch, because you're all in these squares on the screen. Way so. ahead of themselves right there. Yes. Yeah. It is time... 
for story time. Yeah, this is, again, if you're new to the program, this is uh, something that occurs in Mark and my life. Not together, because, you know, we live separate lives outside of the studio. But sometimes it's interesting, sometimes it's deadly, sometimes it's downright stupid. But it's always your choice to decide which story we should talk about. And we welcome Tony to the program. Tony is going to be our decider today. Tony's going to choose between my story, which involves a series of bad decisions that have left me potentially physically scarred for the rest of my life. <laughs> and mine, mine involves having a chuckle at the car next to us on I-17 that got sprayed with urine. <laughs> <laughs> I think that story went over already. Wow. So, Tony, which one would you like? Uh, I like the one with the car. Yeah, I saw that coming. Okay, it's it's actually, who doesn't love a good urine story? Yeah, it's actually a quickie. But um, we headed up to uh, Northern Arizona on Saturday just for a quick trip, just to do something, right? Really, and we were driving up I seventeen, where the traffic was a hell of a lot more thick than I thought it would be. Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're look, they're not affected by any of this up in Northern Arizona. They don't care. Yeah, this was around. Oh, I mean, we're. You know, getting up well past the sunset point uh, sure. rest area. We're heading north. And uh, we're in the left lane. And my wife says, oh, look over. There's a cow in that trailer right there. And I had never seen it set up like this. It was almost like a chicken wire cage around this cow that's on a trailer and being driven up north. And uh, as we're looking at it, it was relief time for the cow. And <laughs> yeah, cows don't need to find a place. And just, yeah. you know, suddenly we're not at the top of the food chain when it comes to that. Yeah. And so, you know, the cow starts letting go. And like I said, he's in motion. We're talking about like 70 miles an hour here. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't go straight down. It goes straight back. And so the guy behind him, all of a sudden, he's got the wipers on with the oh. windshield wiper fluid up all over the windshield and everything like that. So nasty stuff. But. Uh, we thought that was kind of funny, although it wasn't so funny yesterday when we were on our pool and a pigeon landed on top of the pool fence and it was not facing us. And so I tried to sneak up on it with a little pebble so I could hit this plate at the bottom of the fence and just scare it away, you know. But before I could grab the pebble, the pigeon took a dump all over the cool deck. So kind of got me back for laughing at the guy the day before. Karma. Uh, it was a little one, no, yeah, one-two karma right there. Yeah, so karma is what that is right there. All right, Tony, thank you for deciding, and I appreciate you listening, man. Have a great Monday. There you go. There goes Tony. And there's right. Mark and the Interpol story time. That, uh, uh, you know, I, I, it, as you mentioned that, it just reminds me how I don't sit behind livestock trucks ever on the road. I, I never would either. Especially because yeah. uh, I got caught behind uh, a group of uh, uh, of chickens, a, a truck full of chickens mm -hmm. going to the Tyson plant in Arkansas that happens to be shut down right now on my motorcycle. Yes. You always have to be careful. What is the cargo ahead of me yeah. on this truck? So, Yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah, but it was uh, much more crowded on the road. When we were coming back down south on I-17, the other side, it was like a seven, eight-mile backup. Yeah, I suspect that that's going to be the case now with the state opening up. Wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, you might want to give yourself a little extra time. It's been a while since you've been behind the wheel, I think. And since you've had to worry about crowds. Uh, a little sun today. Um... Won't be as I was yesterday hotter or what? Well, it it is. Uh, what is today? Today is the uh, Mark and Neanderthal present. What day is it with producer Guido? 
Here's the thing. I, I know that today is a special day, but I don't know what day it is. Guido, can you help? Guys, I have I have too much work to keep doing this. Um, you know, it's the day after Mother's Day. It's it's Monday. Ah. Thanks, Guido. This has been what day is it? 100.7 KSLS. Far be it from me to get a little judgmental, but don't you think Tweedo's getting uh, uppity, a little uppity with the amount of work that he's doing? Yeah, I know. Oh, God, you know, I'm sorry, buddy. I don't mean, don't mean to bother you while you're busy over there doing whatever it is that you do. So, uh, answering phones and yeah. stuff. I, I'm on social media. Oh, not going to lie. All, all, right. Right. all right. Great. So, uh, if you look on social media, you'll certainly see something about Little Richard. Yeah, I mean, it was. it's funny because... He died, I, I'm going to guess, probably either late Saturday or early Sunday. And literally every post when I woke up on Sunday morning was Little Richard died. Yeah, Little every, Richard, 87. Every post. He was 87, so, it was, I mean, it was, it was time. hell of a lot longer than anybody thought Little Richard would live. Yeah, Let's I just mean, say that. Yeah, I mean, he lived, he lived a full life. Never had a chance, though, really, if you think about it. Not white, not straight, not quiet. Mm-hmm. Like he had the tree. It was the trifecta well, of 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 bad behavior in the fifties. I mean, just imagine how frightening that that would have been to to middle America back in the late fifties when you've got this guy at his piano. What do we got here? Good golly, Miss Molly, can we do that first? Uh, no, let's do let's do let's do the one. That, imagine this is you turn on your radio or you walk into your kid's room yeah. and you or you wake up in the morning and your kid puts the record player on and you hear. It's like 1955, and you're like, what are you, what are you, it's, you know, 57, your par- your, your 57. Like, this isn't the platters. What's going on here? Yes. Yeah. And you say to yourself, what the hell does this mean? <laughs> yeah. It's I, I, so I don't know, great. whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. Was, he was literally, to me, if you were doing a Mount Rushmore of, of rock and roll, it would be Chuck Berry, Fats Domino. Jerry Lee Lewis and Little Richard. Like, those would be the four guys that I think are the most important figures in the early stages of rock music. Yeah, I mean, there may be some debate there, but uh, that, that's, that's pretty accurate, and Little Richard would have to be on it. I mean, think about a song like Good Golly, Miss Molly. We'll hear him do it here. Good Golly, Miss Molly. Sure like the ball. By the way, Good Golly, Miss Molly, sure like the ball. He's talking about banging. Yeah. Sure yep. Like He's just talking about banging. And this is the late 50s. Very, very shocking. But, I mean, the influence was amazing. What do we have here? I think we have Creedence Clearwater Revival, right? Yeah, there you go. And singing it almost like Little Richard. Yeah. That's their version of it from one of their early albums. Might even be their first one. Yeah, that's pretty good right there. Um, you've also got a guy who's done fairly well on his own, Bruce Springsteen. Sure, here you go. From his yeah, his yeah. Detroit medley, yeah, when he was uh, at the No Nukes concert in 1979, yeah, um, and uh, also the, remember the the British band Slade. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I here's they were the the, they were the originators of Come Feel Come On Feel the Noise. Yeah, I, I my exposure to Slade was uh, uh, was Run Run Away and My Oh My in the eighties sure. when they had that comeback. But just to give you an idea, again, rock and roll began in the United States, but it went around the world. Here you go. Everybody that sings, it sounds like they gargled rock salt yes, before they did exactly. it. You know, you didn't have to have a good voice. You just had to have a powerful voice to be able to do it. Yeah, the influence of, of Little Richard was so pervasive, even the meat puppets from Arizona covered 
Yeah. Good golly, Miss Molly. And when the meat puppets cover your stuff. You know you've made it. You've made it. Yes. So that little Richard guy, it looks like he might have had a lasting impression yeah. on the history. I, I know he lived uh, inside the Continental Hyatt House on the L.A. Strip for a while, uh, also known as the Riot House. That was the hotel that all the all the rock bands. But he lived there. Like, he took over an mm-hmm. entire floor and lived there for a while. Uh, found Jesus for a while. And then uh, he had some interesting... Um, extracurricular, extracurricular activities that he liked to engage in. Yeah. Some well, of which he, involved drugs and alcohol and the other ones, I mean, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Little Richard did all three apparently well. Yes, and then found the Lord, of course, as you do. Right. right. All right, we just mentioned Little Richard passing over the weekend. we got to mention Jerry Stiller also. Yeah, he was, he was, you know, it's weird. He was an under-the-radar comic legend. And, and you know what? His real time in the spotlight was much later in his career. Like he was Seinfeld from 1989 through 1997, and then he went right to King of Queens, basically playing the same kind of character as the father uh, from 1998 through 2007. That's like a that's almost a 20 year run there. And he was probably in his 60s and 70s at that point. Yeah, he was one of those guys like Leslie Nielsen and a couple other guys that uh, that became famous later on in life. Alan Arkin became bigger later on in yeah. life. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, Alan Arkin's still with us. But my point being, his fame, mm-hmm. his big like scope of fame, his 15 minutes came sort of in his later years. Um, I remember Jerry Stiller and Ann Mara. It was the Stiller and Mara team. They were a comedy team. They were married. It's Ben Stiller's parents. And they used to do like guest spots on the Carol Burnett show and, and, All the and time. Steve Allen. Yep. And like they were just like and it was basically, you know, the husband and wife arguing back and forth type deal. Really, really funny. Fantastic writer, comic legend. And then had a second career as, yeah. as Ben Stiller's father. Yes. And then became Frank Costanza. He was George's father on Seinfeld. He is, of course, the man who had uh, a, a great mind for inventions. The man's ear. <laughs> a brazier for a man. The man's ear. Get it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, that, that was way ahead of its time. Yes. And uh, he also, of course, uh, invented a holiday. A, a Christmas tradition. It's a holiday that, that, that quite frankly, I think is massive. It's another one of those under-the-radar, yeah. you know, internet things that has become really part of American culture. The tradition of Festivus begins <laughs> with the airing of grievances. <laughs> I got a lot of problems with you people. Right? Every year, yeah. how many people do you see they post something about Festivus, Absolutely. right? Yeah. Yep. And I, and I got to um, I got to figure that Jerry was very, very proud of his son, Ben. Ben Stiller obviously became very famous with the Ben Stiller show originally on uh, at Fox and MTV and stuff like that. Then went on to make amazing movies. Um, and Zoolander, I think, was the first opportunity that they, they worked together. I believe Jerry Stiller gets off the best line in the Zoolander movie. I got a prostate the size of a honeydew and a head full of bad memories. That's when he decides he's he's Derek Zoolander's corrupt agent. He's been working with Will Ferrell. His name is Murray Ballstein. It's perfect. Yeah. It's such a great character. It's so a great line. He was one of those guys. And again, he was in his 90s. What was he, 90? I think he was 90. Yeah, yeah, 90, something like that. So again, it was time, but that doesn't make it any less tragic. Yeah, it's sad. But yeah. uh, but he, he left a lot of, he left a hell of a body of work. Yeah. A body that might have needed a man's ear. But that's not important <laughs> right now. He was great, though. Jerry Stiller was cool. Thanks, everybody, who joined us. Whether you were actually one of the people we were having happy hour with or just watching on Facebook Live on Friday at 5 o'clock. We did the Mark and Neanderthal imbibe at 5 Zoom happy hour. It yeah, fun. it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was good to just sort of hang out with a couple of people and, and sort of hook up by video. We streamed it on the Mark and Neanderthal Facebook page, and you can also find it on the KSLX Facebook page. And it was just us just hanging out. I think we hung out for about an hour. 
Just yeah. sort of, and you know, and it was a quick hour too. It went by very fast. It's very interesting. Like when you see people in their homes, like this one girl, Laura, was on with us, and at a certain point, she walked. Like you could tell she's moving in her house, and I see some garage stuff in the background. I'm like, "Where are you headed?" She goes, well, "I'm going outside to have a smoke." And you asked her. You know, why? It's your house. Why do you smoke outside? Went out drinking at a country bar, had too much to drink. No. Figure that out on nickel night. Go figure. (laughs) (laughs) I almost set my apartment on fire because I wanted to smoke a cigarette before I went to bed. And I passed out, dropped my cigarette onto a large floor pillow. Yeah. And I woke up because I couldn't breathe. After that, no more smoking in the house. I don't do it. That's a different reason for most people. Like, I, I, I can tell you, my lady friend and I, I, when I would go to her house, it was take your shoes off. And I was like, Donnie Brasco, I ain't going to do it. Uh-huh. But no, like, they're, they're, in their family, they take the shoes off when you go to the thing. There were some other people, like my aunt was a smoker, um, but nobody could smoke inside the house. She didn't smoke in her house either. She went out right. on, the, on, the, on the back porch. Because of the smell. It's her yeah. own house. Yeah. And yeah. she wouldn't smoke in her own house because of, that's usually the reason why. It's because of the smell. They don't want the house to smell like cigarette smoke. Um Laura had a completely different reason and equally valid, if not more so. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and Brandon, who was actually checking in with us on Zoom from North Carolina, but he's got Arizona history, so he always listens to us on the KSLX app, which you can download on your phone. But uh, the question, have everybody tell us about their first beers, came up. So he told us his. Growing up in New York, of course, in the Bronx, you were pretty much living in the schoolyard. I, my first beer, I was 12 years old. And here you go. It was Schaefer in the quart bottle. <laughs> That's the one beer to have when you're when having, you're more, having than more than one. one. <laughs> nice. A little a little southwestern touch to an East Coast beer, Schaefer. Yep, which is, I think, a favorite beer of the show. Not because we drink it, but because their slogan is the greatest slogan of all time. It's the one beer to have. When you're having more than one. That's a great You want to get hammered? <laughs> Grab yourself a Schaefer. You know, and speaking of, you know, we were, we were all, you know, enjoying a cocktail or two. And there was another gentleman named John on with us. And while Laura was telling a story, just you can hear John refreshing his drink very clearly. Um, that has been postponed due to all of this. Um, because we know that a lot of vendors may not be anymore. <laughs> No, it's it's a child-free event. We're not having kids, no. John, congratulations on making the loudest drink ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was, I love the sound, one ice cube, (laughs) two ice cubes. (laughs) And he cracked open whatever he was cracking open. By the way, I'm a little concerned about John because I heard ice cubes. Then I heard what sounded like a beer can opening. Who the hell puts ice in beer? No, it was a mixer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think yeah. I think right. he was having like a Jack and Coke or something right, like right. that. All right. I, and he I, was pouring in the Coke. I, I think. rescind my accusation and yeah. apologize to John profusely. But it was a hell of a loud drink he was it having. Certainly was. So we'll probably do that again on Friday night. Maybe you can join. It really is kind of fun. Paul's in his house. I'm in mine. Everybody else is in their own separate place, and it's all you know available because of Zoom. And the idea that we can get as hammered as we want because nobody's driving anywhere seems to be uh, an added bonus. Also, because we're grown ass adults. Yes. So we got that going for us. So we've got Steve Chukri on the phone from the Arizona Restaurant Association. And we're going to talk about changes at some of the restaurants. Like I went in and grabbed breakfast on Saturday morning at this place, Cafe Paris, with Arno, the guy who's got that amazing French accent. Yes. And they made a change. Like they used to have 
a tablecloth over a glass top table. Now the tablecloth goes over the wood. They put the clear glass on top of the tablecloth, and in between they slid the menus. So you can see the menus and read them, but you'll never have to touch them. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like going into a Waffle House where everything is laminated for obvious reasons. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Food's better. uh, (laughs) Yes, I would would think so. Yes. (laughs) That's Arno's place. So, so Steve, Steve, what is... uh, What's one of the biggest changes we'll see on open today? Uh, your your restaurant table is not going to look the same in that it will likely not have your salt and pepper shakers or your Tabasco sauce, your sweet and low, those types of things. Uh, we're going to try to keep things as clean as we can, and those will be provided to you uh, should you request them or need them. Steve, we, we got a story. We saw a story about an ice cream shop down on Cape Cod in Massachusetts that was requiring people to place their order an hour ahead of actually showing up to pick it up. That's at an ice cream shop, which seems a little bit counterproductive. But let me ask you this. Are restaurants that normally wouldn't require a reservation going to require reservations now? Yes, I, I think in the in the early part of this, you will see recommended re- uh, reservations just, just due to the fact that we believe there, there was a poll we did just a few weeks ago that showed roughly 52% of the folks we pulled wanted to immediately come back to a dining room. Another 14% said they would come back within two weeks. My colleagues, my restaurants have all been telling me over the weekend their reservations are going through the roof for today. Sure. Steve, will there be any changes to Golden Corral's chocolate waterfall? We would never do that to you. That is the most beautiful thing known to man, <laughs> and uh, I hope not. I think in the beginning, all kidding aside, I think in the beginning, buffets are going to be a bit tricky. I have to be candid. So what you'll likely see in buffets in the interim are staff members handing you a plate and scooping up what you would like for you as to not have multiple hands touching multiple uh you know, multiple condiments. Yeah, in the line. makes sense. So what you're saying is the adjustments in the restaurants now, like limiting capacity and that kind of doling out of buffet food will be a benefit when it comes to trying to get crab legs at the Chinese food buffet. Because if you've ever been there, that is like Thunderdome. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? I do know what you're talking about. I do know what you're talking about. Steve, Olive's Garden, all you can eat breadsticks are not in any danger, are they? They are not in danger. I think you're going to see that op- that opportunity, that innovative thinking that restaurateurs are always known for to really come out in a new way. And here's another thing you'll likely see is technology emerge more and more from touchless uh, payment systems over the, the coming months and a texting type messaging when your table's ready instead of handing you a device that will light up or vibrate. Right. Uh, I think you, uh, you should be on the lookout for that. I think you'll see a great, great innovation when it comes to technology and restaurants. Now, and you would also, as always, suggest heavy tipping, just the tip, just for a second, just to see how it feels, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Exactly. All right. Just Steve, making sure, Steve. Steve, you have a great morning. We appreciate you checking in with us, and good luck with everything this week. Hey, Anytime, invite me back. It's great being with you, and thank you. All right, be well, Take be care. safe. <laughs> that was Steve Chukri, again, yeah, whose, I, 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 whose I last name sounds like a very, very healthy root vegetable. Yeah, it sounds like something you would get at the Mediterranean restaurant. I will have the steamed chukri, please, over rice. Brown, <laughs> brown or white? Uh, white, of course. So, uh, interesting stuff. You, you know, things will change. You know, you, you have to request your condiments. They'll limit capacity. Well, um, that'd be just like going into a fast food place where you have to ask McDonald's yeah. for the extra ketchup. Yeah, and probably no more, no more of the space age looking beepers that you hang on to. I wonder if they'll start giving away, like at, at fancier restaurants, you'll start getting the little plastic ketchup packets again. 
You might. You know what I mean? Because that way you don't have to touch anything. It's all disposable. You know. We can always hope. Let's do this, shall we? We are, you know, the restaurants are opening up and things like that. We've had some restaurants phone in while we were doing uh, Mark and Anna Paul's radio free samples. Yeah, this is uh, essentially a free 30-second commercial for businesses that are needing some commercials right now. Let everybody know they're still open, and we ask you to give us a call at 480-470-KSLX and tell us a little bit about your business. And people have responded and and done a great job. And if you can, get out and support. Especially today. Like, everybody's been complaining for the past eight weeks. I wish they'd open up the state. I wish they'd open up the state. Those people that want the state to be open can go out and go to a restaurant right now or whatever you want to do, whatever, whatever retail establishments that are open, and those that want to stay home can stay home. Yeah. I think we've had a Hooters. We've had a Santan Cafe. Cafe Paris. Cafe Paris. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Yeah, so we've had a, we have a, we've had a couple different people call in. So 480-470-KSLX is the number. What's your name and your business? My name is Alan, and I own Framing Works. Alan from Framing Works is going to do a 30-second commercial. Are you ready? We're going to count you down. Ready. Three, two, one, Go. Hey, my name is Alan. I own Framing Works. We are one of the most experienced custom picture frame shops that no one has ever heard of. Ha. Uh, we frame everything from simple posters to over-the-top shadow boxes. Uh, we're at the corner of 32nd Street in Thomas, and we can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and reached at 602-957-1080. You got everything in there in like 21 seconds, Alan. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, I may need to, I may need to go sweet, see huh? Alan because i gotta get a, I got to get a shadow box fixed. Done. That'd be good. Hey, a question for you, Alan. Has anybody ever brought in a poster where you were like, oh, man, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen? You know, you get all kinds of stuff. And, uh, yeah, we do. We see some pretty pretty interesting stuff. I freak out, like, because I have an autographed Jerry Rice Oakland Raiders jersey, and I want to get it framed. And I'm like, I don't trust anybody. I don't trust anybody to bring it to them and not have them steal it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a uh, – we've done Joe Torre jerseys. Oh, nice. We've done Fitzgerald stuff. Uh, we did a Lance Armstrong jersey. Oh, that's cool. Uh, we've done all kinds of stuff. So you framed strong is what you're saying with Lance Armstrong? Oh, I see what I, you did there. That's right. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, Alan. Framing works. By the way, with that jersey, you know, if the guy steals it, you have recourse. You just give him a negative review on Yelp. Yes. And you're square. Exactly. Yes. And you're made whole. Just by that. Yeah, that's exactly. Yes. As long as I can experience my frustration, <laughs> he will be shamed publicly. Yes. For dozens of people to see. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work. Sure they're illegal. With a free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League.
Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Season's greetings. Hey Dude Shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to. 